Good evening, everyone. This is John Burgos, and welcome to Beyond the Ordinary Show. And today, we're speaking with Joe Rene Feel about what are we missing? And we're going to be talking about the reawakening of light now. And I want to get into this discussion with Jill because we're insights as to what's coming in, what's been mulling around in the field and this, again, this awakening uh, that we have access, this new energy flow um, is really exciting. But what do we do with it? What's the invitation? What's the calling? So Jill today is going to be talking about, you know, we're going to get channel messages from Joe. We always do, and they're going to be dedicated to those that are not feeling connected to their light right now. Uh, steps for how you can improve your connection. Why some have this connection naturally and others don't. And we're going to be talking about updated truths and beliefs to help you feel your light in your way. And I love this part of the conversation because um, we may get a little controversial or it may seem that way, but it's all with love. It's all with bringing light to where there wasn't before. It's it's taking things out of distortion into congruency with these updated energies. Um, and we're going to be talking about channel messages, connecting with your team your way, and what it means and what this doesn't mean. So, again, it's going to be a wonderful call with Jill. Um, these calls are always supercharged. And Jill, um, again, it's amazing. She and I just have such great rapport and the energy just balances back and forth so naturally and expansively that, again, I think you guys are in for a fantastic call. Um, so, again, Jill is going to share channel messages, cutting its truth for moving further into your light. And Jill and her team, and I'm, I'm using my quote marks over here. You can't see them. Um, her team, our guides, offer a very unique perspective that can be quite blunt and refreshingly clear, all for the purpose of helping you connect to your light, to your sovereignty. Um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with Jill, Jill Renee Feeler invites us not just into another dimension of ourselves, but into another spectrum of our humanity. She's boldly setting the stage for 21st century spirituality, ushering in a way of being divine while also being wholly human. She embodies awareness, wisdom, and unconditional love that turn present-day spiritual teachings on her head. Jill offers our audience and her clients clear game-changing tools for bypassing the limitations of this age, for connecting directly to your eternal energy field and your inherent sovereignty. As a rising star in the personal growth industry, published author, and unforgettable speaker and top-rated intuitive, her fresh ideas come to life and awaken the soul for even the most advanced spiritual seeker. Jill's intuitive sessions are also game-changing, and part of the special offer is your the first 40 people who sign up will get the opportunity to work with Jill at a discounted rate. So if you're interested in that, you may want to um, go ahead and take advantage of that now. Um, but as one client put it perfectly, one session with Jill is like years worth of therapy and coaching. Um, and that's been my experience with Jill as well. And Jill, I, I'm excited to have you back on. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I always love our conversations. And I love this group of people that you hang out with. It's a, it's a pleasure, John. Thank you. Uh, so Jill, let's get into this. The reawakening of light now. Explain more about that. What are you what are you feeling in the field, and what's your awareness around it? Okay, very good. So what I've been what I've been shown by what I call my team, which is what I call my spiritual connection and the all that is. It includes uh, you know the all all the best casting characters of of beings that we know and beings that that we don't really have names for. All of whom want the best for humanity and want the best for each and every one of us at no one's expense. Okay, 
So what we're looking at is that really from about the December solstice through probably around the September equinox, it's been this uncomfortable meandering that some have felt more strongly than others. Um, and what we've been doing is this group, I, you know, I use a lot of sports metaphors. And the reason I do that is that top athletes are never satisfied. They always want more. And that's how I view us. We are like elite athletes, bringers of light in this reality. And it's like we're never satisfied. We always want to hold more light within our human forms. So what had happened is that at our, if you, oh, our higher self level, at the Galactic Council level, around probably last fall, if you look at looking at it in linear time, we started to evaluate which cycles were coming up. And we started to determine which of those cycles we could utilize for the benefit of humanity holding more light. And, uh, you know, individuals like you and I and everyone that would be even listening to a call like this are directly involved in that. We may not consciously be aware of it, and that's totally okay. But the sensation that many of us had been feeling, and I know I had my version of this, was kind of like, um, I think of it like those Thai, the, the 12 um, individuals in Thailand, those young boys that were stuck in that cave. It's like, you're, you're wanting me to get out how? It's just there's this sensation of discomfort and a little bit maybe even of panic and fear of who am I and how did I get here and how am I going to get out of here? So there's been a disorienting sort of sensation that, again, some of us have felt to varying degrees, possibly since January. And finally, <laughs> finally, since the June, since the June solstice, some of us are feeling a little bit more like ourselves. I've actually still been in that bit of disorientation, but some chose to sit back and kind of like take a break, take a breather. Some of us, like me, just chose to keep going. So what my team did for me is, okay, if you're going to keep walking around, Jill, and keep doing your work and not take any sort of hiatus, we're going to give you upgrades while you go. So I got bronchitis. I've had various other things. But really, nothing in my work has been halted. Um, you know, private sessions have still been going on. I'm working on various projects, et cetera. Things may have been slowed. Uh, my trips are not are not getting uh, planned on the books as, as quickly as I would wish them wish them to be. But this opportunity that we have to now hold more light, based on what we want, all of us here, as our higher selves. So this this light at the end of the tunnel is now finally here, or or soon to appear for a lot of us. And from what I'm being shown, we will start to feel reoriented but in a new way because all the energy structures were upgrading. So that uh, sense of, okay, we did it, will probably happen around the September equinox. Oh, wonderful. That feels yeah. so good, Jill. It's, it's for, for me personally, it's really exciting. For me personally, it felt like I could create and move things forward but not really create anything big or different. Uh, that wanted to be birthed because it's, it's like the distortion couldn't be met in that new creation. It felt like we really had to go through these upgrades for those things to really land based on what's coming up, like you say, in, in these in the energies through this equinox that's coming up and, mm -hmm. and, and moving yeah. forward. So, so the clearing yeah. of distortion wouldn't have served us. And so the patients and deciding to um, 
work on our inner selves and, and work on these things if we were deciding to move forward um, really just helps to clear the path that much more. That's so good. And again, I love the metaphor of, for some of you that I think most of this group would know about the, the individuals that were trapped in that cave in Thailand. It was such a fascinating story that captivated the world and I think really brought us together at a really lovely time when we needed it. But those boys will never be the same. And they all survived. There was one ex-Navy SEAL from a Thai ex-Navy SEAL that lost his life. Um, and I feel so grateful to him because, sorry, it's going to make me cry. Um, but his, the end of his life helped mark the severity of the challenge that they were facing. Mm. Had he not lost his life, it's possible that they would have pushed forward a rescue operation that wouldn't have respected the dangers that were involved for them. Mm. So now these boys all lived and their coach lived and all these rescuers and medics lived except one. And that one loss is tragic, and yet these boys will never forget what they've been through. They're permanently changed. So the idea that any of us that have had any version of upgrading, rewiring, bronchitis, whatever the case may be, the fact that we could be permanently changed for the better, maybe appreciating our lives more, appreciating our natural giftedness more, respecting um, maybe our challenges and our weaknesses not as something we need to fix, but something we need to honor. Right. It's so amazing. Yeah. And and again, Jill, it's it's funny because for me, I I hardly ever get hurt, hardly ever get sick, and I never fall down. And in the last few months, my back went out twice. I fell down and, and cracked the side of my eye open and have a big scar there. All these things were happening that are unusual. Um, mm. But I know it was part of the work. It was part of the release, part of the um, – releasing the distortion through the physical body um, yeah. in different ways. It was crazy. It's crazy. And I'm wondering how many people that are listening today had experiences where where those things were coming up. And it, it really feels like it was awakening something within us. Um, Joe, I'd, I'd love it if we can get into the channeled message that's dedicated to those who aren't feeling connected to the light right now. I'd, I'd love mm. to expand the field and, and then expand the conversation from there. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Oh, so let's, I encourage everybody to relax your shoulders, relax your jaw, relax your throat. I'm partly speaking to myself right there. I admit that. Visualize within your heart space, within your chest cavity, a source of light that's like the sun. Imagine the warmth and the glow and the stream of divine energy coming from the inside out of you your soulfulness, your eternal, not just goodness, but gloriousness, fully available right within yourself, right here, right now. Put to the side any of your preconceived notions about what that would mean and what that's supposed to look like. Just let that light, let that natural love be just raw and even wild and untamed and perfect. So from this light, here we're going to start with the message. And Jill mentioned earlier this idea of elite athletes and how we use that. We use that metaphor quite often with you. So we're going to continue on that theme. Top athletes are so hard on themselves. And this group is 
unnecessarily hard on itself. You've got gold medals all around your neck. We hand you a new one every day because Earth is hard. There is so much in just being human to take care of, mundane, trivial tasks that are part of humanity. There's beauty that you want to stop and look at and just forget all your cares and all your responsibilities and all your obligations and just sit forever and watch beauty and nature. But you've got lives to live. So even with all of that going on, your standards for yourself, you set very, very high. There's a positive aspect of that, and that's that your light keeps shining brighter and brighter and brighter, even when the situation around you can, from our perspective, seem more and more challenging and trying. So it's like the obstacle course keeps getting up to notch, and you're still loving. You're still caring. You're still of service. You're still naturally a healer in this world. All of your spiritual gifts are right there, whether you do them professionally or in an un unofficial, even undercover manner. So with all of the balancing that you do between your humanness and your divinity, we keep handing you gold medals, and you keep, in many ways, refusing to stand on that, that top rung of the pedestal. So can you just for a moment do us a favor and stand on the top podium where you belong and let us put your flag up, not of your country, the flag of your sovereignty, your soulfulness, your eternal energy signature that makes us shine and beam in delight at everything that you are even when it doesn't look the way that you want it to, even when you feel like you could have done better or that you should be doing better. We honor you, we treasure you as the human that you are and as the light that you allow yourself to be. Now, some of you have been playing a bit of a game with yourself, and that's that your story, the ego, is the storyteller. The ego can serve you or, or be of disservice to you. <clears throat> and many of you have come up with a system of, of being this elite bringer of light where you don't want to give yourself too much credit. There's a sensation you've had that if you take credit, if you accept this gold medal, if you stand on the top level of that podium, that you'll get soft and squishy and lazy and you won't be as good as the bringer of life that you are. So you've held off some maybe self-care, self-maintenance, self-nourishment, self-love, self-reflection that celebrates you versus criticizes you. Your list of what you've done wrong tends to be much longer than the list of what you are getting so, so right. So we're hoping that through this experience, whether you are deciding to do this live or listening to the replay, 
that you will adjust that story. That it's just possible, and we would say it's guaranteed, that you will actually get better results by giving yourself more of the credit you deserve for how hard it can be to be a loving, caring, giving, and discerning, and wise, and street smart savvy version of light on the streets of Earth. It's wild out there. It's crazy sometimes. And a lot of it does not make sense. It's very illogical. So your ability to give yourself more credit for the, the strangeness of the reality and that your ability to love others has never been diminished. You do that like the pro-bringer of light that you are. And that's why we keep wanting to hand you the gold medal. So we totally actually love it about you that you always want more. But you're going to get more, if you will, results or output of your source energy from your humanness by giving yourself more of the applause and the accolades and the sense of personal glory that you deserve. It won't make you soft. It'll make you stable. It'll be a self-healing system that is more durable in a reality where durability is good to have around. Celebrate you along with your light and the integration will be more seamless, more obvious, and feel like a lot uh, less effort. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for letting us celebrate you. We'll never stop, even when you're not joining us in celebrating your inherent gloriousness. We'll keep celebrating you because we see who and what you are, even when you, from that beautiful human perspective, are not. Nice deep breath right here, letting your shoulders soften a little bit, maybe putting a smile on your face if you don't already have one. And opening your eyes if you haven't already. And just letting yourself for a second here imagine that you are an elite bringer of light that this world is not wired to see. So don't ask it to. Give yourself permission to see yourself as the professional, the epic bringer of light that you are in a reality where you wanted to have and offer more of it, which is what you've been doing from the moment you arrived. Thank you for that. It's made a bigger difference than you can ever realize from within your humanness. Thank you. Hmm. Oh, that's so wonderful, Jill, and thank you for that. Um, that message is so resonant for me right now also because it's what I've been feeling tremendously over the last few months, um, more so than before, is this call to leadership and sovereignty. And, and the way that we've been entrained through religion, through the way we're raised, through cultural values, is to acquiesce our energy to, if you will, to play small. 
and and not to own what's available to us, but really it's in that ownership and that knowing who we are and and taking responsibility for that in the most beautiful self-acknowledging way, we actually transition through these energies so empowered. So it's not with the confusion as we mm. felt it before. It's not it's not for desperately searching for answers. It's more like being aware that we're in this divine flow and that it's leading us to even greater aspects of ourselves instead of diminishing something from us. Because when we get these energies sometimes, when we get into the distortion um, that's available into the confusion that comes up through the emanation and the reflection of others, we there's a tendency for a lot of people to retract, to go small, to wonder what's wrong with them, why can't things be figured out? Um, yeah. And it's quite the opposite. So true. I love how you said that. There are a lot of um, patterns and habits and and uh, truths and teachings that we've had, and teaching and teaching. Yeah, thank you. And teachings that we've been walking around with that are now no longer serving us. And I think some of them, actually, John, really never really served us, but they were an upgrade from where we were before. So it feels like the Holy Grail at some point. And then at some point, again, I'm still going to use this metaphor of a top athlete because. I mean, even if you look at, like, skiing equipment or whatever, there's so many changes that over time you look back on the old equipment and you're like, oh, my God, they'd never use those skis now. That's so funny that that was the best of the best. But we get attached to it. Some of us have a almost like a loyalty program of not wanting to abandon either a teaching or a teacher because it feels uh, it feels disloyal. It feels... Um, arrogant. It feels like, well, who am I to think that that what they're teaching is wrong? You're a sovereign being, and you get you're responsible for feeling your life the way that best that feels the strongest, the brightest, the most accessible to you. So, if a certain teaching or teacher isn't doing it for you anymore, my guess is that actually it's more than a guess. My my knowing is that as their higher self, they would want you to move on. They would right. want you to move forward and try something else. So oh, I just feel this big kind of sigh and opening for a lot of people that are just kind of like, okay, that was big. That was really, really big. So well, when we have powers, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Oh no, and, and what I want to say also, and, and I'm going to be a little bit more of the rebel right now than than you are. I can't believe this. There we go. Um, <laughs> but what also happens is that on a personal level, we get comfortable with these teachings, with what we know, and there's a sense of spiritual superiority whether it's subconscious or not, because we're so familiar with it, we stick with it. But it it doesn't allow for growth in our comfort level, even though we may be in a sophomore in high school instead of in fifth grade on a spiritual level, just for comparison's sake, um, compared to others. But we're being called to develop and to bring awareness and to allow this light to expand on a bigger level. And if we get stuck in something because it's comfortable, because we think that, that's where our expertise and our energy lies. Uh, we're really missing out on what's available for us. For ourselves. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. Um, and it's, it's so, we're so in alignment because even in the uh, in the special offer, the 10 sovereignties, which I, we'll talk about later, but yeah, that's so funny because even in the intro and the welcome, the little four-minute uh, intro that, that the team and I did, we talk exactly about that. Let's let our minds relax because sometimes our minds prefer to feel like we know everything. And that's not a great space to receive new information so that we can consider it and discern it for ourselves. Hmm. Yeah. 
Perfect. Um, yeah. So when you when you realize that there or when you begin to consider that there's a whole new game board that we have set up for ourselves to play on, and yet we're still kind of playing on an old game board, it's it's I want to say it's frustrating to me as as kind of this uh, champion of light within human form. So I find myself sort of sometimes prying people away <laughs> from that old game board. Like, no, the world isn't a reflection of you. And they're like, no, that's what that's what so-and-so said. Sometimes they can't even remember who said it. And since I didn't come into my gifts through those those conventional teachings, I don't know who said it either, John. I, I just know that I hear it all the time. I just know what right. I hear, and I'm like, but that's not right. Um, so this world is not a reflection of us. When you see someone in pain, that is not our pain. When you see someone challenged, that's not your challenge. That's their challenge. So we've we've experimented and tried out some different teachings and truths. And where we're at right now, at least where I know I am, is, okay, this works, this doesn't. This works, this doesn't. If you're doing mm-hmm. this, then this is an upgrade. And I've seen the results of it. I, I, I get the emails from people saying, oh, my God, this is totally different. I feel my light personally. And, of course, I always feel Jesus in the background saying, amen, hallelujah, right, when that happens, because that was his whole gig. He wanted us to feel it personally. We expect it to feel personal, and yet so many of us have have found ourselves in systems and certifications and with teachers and in ideologies where there's still some something or some mastery between them and their source energy. It doesn't, not only does it not have to be that way, I hope you don't want it to be that way. Right. Because sovereignty is something where there is no ambassador between you and it. It's you and your sovereignty, all within your ball of energy, your system of energy. So the mind, and again, I love, I love what's coming through in the sovereignty keys, and I'm sorry I keep jumping to it. It's just it's so on topic. But this reawakening, this ability for us to reflect on having enough confidence in ourselves that we want the latest and greatest. If we're a downhill skier, we would want the latest equipment. We don't want to use those old wooden skis. There's all these really cool, like, fiber ones. Some of them maybe even light up. They're awesome. <laughs> They'll help us go more smoothly. They'll ha- they help reduce accidents. It's, they're amazing. So on that old game board, we can feel confident. We can feel complacent. Um, the ego, if our egos are the type that likes to feel like we have all the answers and, and we're the latest and greatest and we know everything there is to know, that there is discomfort at any time somebody tries out new equipment. I know from, I am a skier, not great, but I am, I'm pretty good. And when I got those parabolic skis, the shape, the curved skis, I, I was a little intimidated because I had been skiing on the straight parallel ones that are with no angles since I was five years old, since 1975. <laughs> and I didn't know, didn't know if I was going to ski better like all the salesmen said I would. So I demoed some, and it was the first couple of runs. I it was humbling. I didn't feel like as good of a skier on them, but now even just by the third run, I was like, okay, these are better. My it's easier to make curves. 
my my quads are not as tired at the end of the day. It's working through physics better with the mountain and me. And that is so true of teachings, of truths, of ideologies. They work when the, the litmus test, I believe, should be, is it helping you feel the light of source creator God that you are? If it has a vibration of the light that you can be or the light that we're teaching you to be or the light that you'll get to once you clear all this other stuff or once you get through that karma, that is that old game board, you guys. It I, it just is. I think that's wonderful, Jill. And what also happens in this energy as we as we choose to upgrade, if you want to call it that, there's this yeah. sense of awe and wonder about ourselves. It's a discovery about ourselves. It's getting more intimate with ourselves. And that discovery, that exploration is so juicy. It's so, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting what's coming up. So exciting. Oh, it's, it's just, it feels like what we've been working for. It really does because all of our predecessors, all of, even those former teachers, fellow masters, et cetera, they wanted us to take things to the next level. They expected us to. That's what a fellow master does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is good. It can be exciting once we trust ourselves. We've put our faith in, in teachings and systems and steps and masters and gurus. And whenever it takes, <laughs> that, that's a big adjustment to begin to trust yourself more. You guys, you got yourself here. You got yourself to this level. I think that's pretty amazing. And based on that channeled message that we just heard, we're receiving gold medals. We, mm-hmm. We're just not wearing them. We're not, we, we keep putting them in the drawer going, yeah, I think somebody thinks I deserve these, but, but I don't. Those are going in the drawer. They're not going on the mantle. I'm never wearing those out of the house. <laughs> that's great. It, they pile up. And really, if we take a look back, if we look back a year ago, um, two, three, even five years from where we were today, uh, the difference of what we are, the strength that we carry, um, the awareness, our connection um, that may not see, seem for some that is amplified. Um, but I bet you if you compare it to five years ago, there's a huge difference. Um, they've been micro adjustments that have led to big gains in our awareness. Yeah. Yep. So, John, are you okay with it if we talk about some steps for how people can improve their connection? And the reason Definitely. I wanted to do that is that for some people, thank you, because for some people, the level of light that they trust within themselves is, for so many people, very much based on the level of connection they feel that they have. Right. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's go there. Okay, let's do it. I don't have a list in front of me, so this is live and fresh straight from our teams, okay? Step number one, being divinely connected does not mean that you receive messages. (laughs) Jesus was just like, whoa, we just went right, right for the golden ring right there. So then what does it mean? Being divinely connected means that you are the love of source energy in human form. Wow. That's big. 
Now, for anyone where your mind is still clinging <clears throat> to the idea that it has to mean that you receive messages, I want you to give your brain a hug right now. Because your brain, with the idea, with this fixed, rigid, even stubborn pattern of trying to get you to be a person that looks a certain way or has certain gifts and abilities, in order for your mind to feel justified that you are connected to source, it has the wrong instructions. And the only one that can take those wrong instructions away from it is you as your higher self, as your soulfulness living and breathing and being and glowing within your humanness. So that mental pattern is in a groove. It's in a, it's, it literally is a, like a rote program that needs an upgrade. So the new upgrade is, I don't even have to receive messages to, to be a connection of God to this reality, that's a relief. That's amazing. That's cool. Number two, the way to nurture and foster your connection is to know, to know that there's nothing ever, ever, ever Anywhere, anything, nothing, nothing in your humanness that could ever truly get in the way of you and your God connection. Nothing is between you and God, ever. Again, watch out for those brains because the brain is saying, but, 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 I've still got this problem. I've still got this illness. I've still got this karma, I think. I'm still not nice to my sister. They still don't like so-and-so, and they still don't like me. Your higher self is not bothered at all by that. Those are conditions and temporary situations related to your humanness. That does never, it couldn't even possibly get in the way of the eternal light that you are. It may feel like it's getting in the way, but it's not really getting in the way. Okay, so now your minds are probably saying, so I don't even have to get clear on all of this other stuff to be the light of God that I am. Precisely. That's exactly what we're saying. Hmm. So, then, so then the mind is saying, so then what do I do? Because that's, <laughs> that's been my job. <laughs> that's what I've been working on all these years. So number three is celebrating the connection that you are, that you've chosen to receive and allow to, that love to stream from the inside out of you in a reality that you as your higher self had decided you wanted to receive it, where you wanted to offer it here. Let that be your job. My job is to love this reality even when I don't like. And I'm going to put up any neat little picket or barbed wire or electric fence that I need to to protect myself in a world that could harm me. But my light 
is indestructible. Step number four, help others. Once you have truly decided that you are the eternal light of source creator God in a way that only you can be because of your one-of-a-kind human that you are, where you see others also making it harder than you need to, consider the idea that you have truths that could liberate them to step right into the light of source that they are. So some of you have decided that you don't want to offer your own version of upgrades to other people for really cool reasons, some of them being, well, maybe they're, maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they need to figure that out on their own. Or maybe you could help them figure it out right now and save them possibly a lifetime of meandering and wandering and so-called seeking when they can find their light within themselves right now. Their higher selves won't say, oh, darn it, you ruined the game. Their higher selves will look at you and say, thank you. I don't know if he or she will listen, but at least she heard it once. Thank you. Thanks for going out on that limb and sharing your truth and letting her decide or him decide whether they want it to be their truth. Thank you for trusting your light enough to help us see our light. Because human life gets easier when we know there's nothing wrong related to how we can be a loving person and that we make it so much harder than it needs to be and it deprives us of source energy love for ourselves in a reality where we need it because it's weird here. Step number five is watch out for the old patterns. Watch out for that old game board. It's very pernicious in how it sneaks right in and gets back in those grooves again and has us feeling like we are not our light, like we need to earn back our light, like we need to earn God's approval, like we need to know everything in order to truly be a wise and, and savvy being in this world. That old game board is ready to die and wither away and become those little wooden skis that you put up on the wall in a cabin because it's nostalgic, not something you get down off the wall to wear on the slopes, for heaven's sakes. They don't move anymore on the snow like they need to. Let your light fly and help you soar as the beautiful, amazing human that you actually are when you're not pretending that you're a perpetual student, when you're not pretending that you're an endless seeker, when you're not burdened by the weight of being humble, when your soulfulness has a hard time feeling glory amidst the humility. Oh, that feels like a list to come back to. Mm. How are you doing, John? Wow. 
doing wonderful. That was so good. Um, and for everybody listening, we'll, we're going to run this all on a replay. So the replays will be available all week. So just relax and and absorb what's coming in, knowing that you can come back in and take notes and, and get a little more mental with it as part of a practice. Um, mm-hmm. But again, right now, to receive the energy is beautiful. Uh, so wonderful, Jill. Yay, good. Yeah. So why is it that some people have, like, this connection more naturally than others? Um, Some people seem to to struggle with it or they think they struggle with it. Um, Mm -hmm. What's your awareness around that? Okay. I'm going to let the team answer this because I actually, as human Jill, don't know the answer. So I'm curious, too. (laughs) Okay. Okay, great benefit of the connection, right? I get to open these, I get to use what I call this God card <laughs> and see what see what um, is offered to us here because I don't know the answer as human Jill either. I have ideas, but not, not the answer. So let me just adjust gears here again. It actually wouldn't, oh, we've, we played with the idea. We, meaning all of us, including all of you, as your higher selves. We've played with this idea in multiple scenarios. We've, we've run all the scenarios possible of, of ways for this group as bringers of light to be the most supported, the most, um, the least distracted, uh, feeling the most fulfilled and satisfied and even joyful in their life. It's a job to be a messenger. It is. Um, there's a sense of obligation to share what you're getting. Um, notice that most that have a spiritual connection either do share what they get with the world or they feel a sense of urgency to do so. There's a recognition that they have that they have something that the rest of the world doesn't And they want to offer it out of love because they feel like it'll help, right? So if everybody had their own connection, everybody would feel that job. It takes special wiring. It takes time. It takes commitment. It takes a a version of clarity and a, a balance of, if you will, ego. So it doesn't become arrogant. Okay, hang on. We're going to bring Jill Deepridge for this next part. And we're going to ask her to get a drink of water. (laughs) (laughs) But somewhere along the way in this very carefully crafted system, of some being connected in the way of being a messenger and some not, humans, as humans often do, started to envision a hierarchy. That somebody that had the ability to connect through a message, receiving messages, giving messages, translating messages, that somehow they were closer to God than those that couldn't. That's the part we want to fix. 
it's it's unique to this group. It's unique to those that have left organized religion. Most of those in a in a Christian church or in a Jewish temple or synagogue, they're not looking at the at the person behind the pulpit or you know at the front saying, "If I were really good, I'd be them." Most of them are more than content to sit in the audience and receive their gifts knowing that they have other amazing roles that they're playing also as, if you will, vehicles of light in this reality. So it's, it's sort of unique to this kind of community that takes personally, personal responsibility for being the light of source creator God. And somehow it had been misinterpreted that everybody is supposed to be a messenger. That, that was never the design. That was never the system. Most of you that feel like you'd want it, you wouldn't want it. There are stories of some channelers being woken up in the middle of the night. And they're up for days sometimes translating messages. That, that, I know it, it seems kind of cool, and it's a cool story to tell, but that's a day and a half of their lives that they don't get back. Right. So they normally, the spiritual messengers, tend to not talk about it in a burdensome way. Um, it, it, it's best for them to think of it as sort of like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a challenge, but I, I feel very blessed. I feel very blessed to be able to communicate with all of you on behalf of your teams if I'm, you know, doing intuitive readings or whatever. But what they don't talk about so much is the, if you will, actual labor involved, the, the time away from family involved, the, the time of keeping the instrument, if you will, tuned. Jill's voice has been through the ringer. And we're working with her as I use that instrument so that it keeps up with the role that she has agreed to play, not just as her humanist, but as her higher self the vibration of messages that she is receiving is so unique and so different. Her vocal cords literally have not adapted yet. So we don't know how long that's going to take her physical body to adjust. But getting back to the matter at hand here, we've always viewed all of you as intrinsically valuable and special and unique and divine. And every spiritual messenger that, that we know, that we see, even in the audience right here, they're not looking down on anyone that doesn't have that ability. They're not. So that sense of hierarchy of some being closer to God than others, that's not, that's not the spiritual messenger. Oh, thank you. Okay, Metatron is going to come in with this part. Jill is very uncomfortable with what we're about to say here. Mm. And you know what it is, John. Um, oh, yeah. There, there, are, there are some, however, of the spiritual messengers that have also been kind of caught in the confusion. So they've also been under the impression that that they feel so close to God, and they think it's because of their messages. They think it's because of their messenger-related connection. 
So they are, are very willing and uh, delighted and well-intended in wanting to help other people also feel connected by receiving messages. Do you know how many millions of dollars have been received by these teachers and spent on these types of programs in order to get a gift that for various reasons your higher self did not bring into this reality? It would be like everybody on a football team expecting to be the quarterback when they've got the natural ability of a receiver. So we were talking earlier about this old game board and new game board. I, as Metatron, don't have judgment in a negative way against a teacher that's trying to help others um, connect to source in the way that they do. And yet, I'm also hopeful, this is a big audience, that everyone here can reflect on the idea that if you are spiritually connected via a messenger sort of role, that that's special and unique to you, <coughs> that not everyone needs it, and that there's many, many other ways of, of evidencing um, creating a system of knowing you are connected, and that's why we did the, the five steps earlier, to offer that, that new platform, that new game board. This is going to save people a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of effort, and a lot of insecurity and doubt of their light because they felt like it had to mean messages. And for those of you that are, your mind is just set on the idea that you have to be somebody that's spiritually connected to your team and you interpret that as meaning your team can talk to you and you can talk back to them, it is an old game board. And I'm, I'm asking you to just consider that it's not serving you because the light that you've been all along is spectacular. The part of you that may be disappointed or bummed because the spiritual messengers, just like the quarterbacks, everybody talks about Tom Brady. Some of you don't even know the other players on the team. The quarterback gets, gets the glory. But the good quarterbacks know that the only reason they're getting all the talk is because of their team, their human team, that it's a system of light. And yes, they get to throw the ball. But it means nothing if there's no one to receive it. It's all a system of interplay, and there's varying roles and responsibilities, all of them rock star worthy. But on Earth, it, it just doesn't translate that way. But that doesn't mean you have to chase an idea that doesn't even matter to your higher self and therefore doesn't have to matter to you either. What if you're not missing out on anything? What if you actually didn't want that job? What if you as your higher self, pre-incarnation, you were, you were solicited? Would you please be a spiritual messenger when you commit? And you're like, oh, no, I know that job. <laughs> I don't want that job. And then you get here and you're like, I want that job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dedicate my life to being that job. And your higher self is just going, oh, Earth, it's, it's so weird down there. <laughs> okay. 
I think we got it. John, how are you feeling about that? I think that's wonderful. Um, and I actually, yeah, I think that's really good. And again, owning um, our connection, our truth, our awareness. Um, and again, getting back into the, what the beginning of the conversation was, it's, it's going into our our leadership role within ourselves, um, our yeah. intimacy of ourselves. Yeah. Um, that's that's really the calling. Um, yeah. And just kind of continuing on this, because Metatron is still chatting with me, and we're still yeah. using sports metaphors. I am so apologetic to everyone that hates sports. <laughs> I'm not a huge sports <laughs> fan. My husband would be dying if he knew I was using all these sports metaphors. It's so funny. Um but think about the job of the receiver. The quarterback may throw a ball that you you shouldn't catch. There, you know, there's there's interference. There's all these other things. You're going to be out of bounds. You just have to let it go, right? So the discernment is on the receiving. For so for everyone that's that knows themselves possibly more authentically and honestly now. If, okay, I'm not I'm not the quarterback, but I'm an amazing receiver, or I'm all these you know I'm I'm whatever role I am. But no, I'm not one of those people that I don't download messages for the world or for a client or for myself or whatever. That's not me. It doesn't have to be me. Thank God. That's good. So then the job is for the messages that are out there that I offer and others offer that you discern. Because just because we have a connection to source energy does not mean it's of a vibration that is uplifting and an upgrade to you and your light. There's a lot of responsibility as a spiritual messenger. There's a lot of things that can be misinterpreted. There's, it's, it's wild out here. And you guys know, know it probably better than I do in terms of even inconsistencies that people have in messages. So trying to wade through it combined with trusting yourself of what feels right to you. What if you are the best judge of that? What do you want to be true? What feels the most honoring of your your light in this reality and my criteria with my own messages is do I feel God's love for me and for everybody else because it, mm. if it doesn't meet both of those criteria then it's not source energy to me right that system has worked very well for me and I've been doing this about 10 years now mm-hmm. yeah oh, so good Jill oh <sighs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna I'm gonna be after with a call and they'll be going oh god who's gonna be mad at me that I said that whose program did I just like <laughs> did I basically just say don't do that program oh I don't mean to cause harm no. anywhere don't no don't. I don't I don't think it's harm I think it's bringing um, your awareness on what's resonating true for a lot of people and again doing the show over and over again you can see where. Certain people are directed to certain teachings, to certain type of programs, to think that they're going to liberate. And and this is something that if even with trying other techniques and protocols or following a specific teacher, if that feeling of being in that cycle and where it's not moving forward, and we've been going through energies of that, a lot of us personally, but we're being yeah. invited into something different, something extremely sovereign within ourselves. Um, and the greatest teachers for me are the ones that are walking through that um, and being examples of it, as opposed to doctrine or techniques or um, 
or, or different things that don't serve in the same way because, again, we're being asked to embrace our energy and, and choose how we want to move forward with it. And it's a lot of the old things don't work. Um, there we go. They just, yeah. they just don't. Um, and that's yeah. my expert opinion. And so that's why we're constantly reflecting and providing new insights based on the current energies, based on the current awareness, instead of regurgitating things that um, perpetuate the illusion of moving forward. Um, but they're just keeping us in the same container with different rhetoric that satisfy the mind but doesn't move the energy forward at all. It's It's all logical, not progressive, not organic. I agree. I feel relieved and a little anxious at the same time because, you know, when you rip off a Band-Aid like that, it, it has that initial sting of, oh, no, what have we done? Right? Was it safe under, was it safe protected underneath that cover? Um, no. And I, I trust our light and I trust our inherent, uh, I want to say godliness, our inherent source energy enough to, to I know from experience also that ripping off some Band-Aids um, getting the air on the wound, right? You can see it a little better and take care of it better and adjust accordingly. Um, I'm excited about even what we've done even here in in less than an hour so far. It feels like we have really like dusted. We've put the old game board on the wall, <laughs> and I feel like we're really kind of getting used to the new one already. And it it is exciting, John. Oh yeah, it's it's. It's. I feel this emancipation happening, if you will. It's. It's. Yeah. It's yeah. like the, the shackles are being broken off in a new way. Um, yeah. There's one I'm thing sorry. I want to share. Um, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Please share. Okay. Um, I'm reminded. My team has just reminded me that when I first got started, this was probably around 2011, maybe two. Yeah, it was 2011. Um, there was a woman, and her light was noticeably bright. I mean, she wore her sovereignty and her natural sort of uh, cosmic leader sort of vibration very well. And there was some event uh, of mine that she came to in, in my local area, and she's also in my, in my local area. And she said something, and it was interesting. She had this beautiful sparkle in her eye, and she said, I'll sign up for your class when you teach us how to do what you do. And I was really uh, a little taken aback by it. And I was like, oh, like that's what you're waiting for? And I think I drove home and I was saying to my team, I'm like, I don't even plan on doing a, a class on what I do. And they, they were like, yeah, yeah, why not? And they were just kind of curious what my answer would be. And I said, because I don't think I'm here to teach people what I can do. I'm here to help them remember what they can do, who they are. I still love that answer. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I do. I, I, I still feel that just in my bones, the, the realness, the truth of that. Yeah. I'm more excited about what everyone else can do naturally as the unique and individual soul signature that they are. I'm more interested in them seeing their light than them seeing mine. Mm-hmm. Them seeing my light doesn't help the world. I'm, I've got my light covered. Thanks, my, that's my job. But everyone else being your light, I, I view that as your job. And, and I love your job. I love your light. And I, I love helping you know your light. 
and be your light and celebrate your light and expand your light and be curious about your light because it's it's unending. There's no there's no limit to what that light can be in this world. That totally that that motivates me all day long. Even with bronchitis and apparently vocal cord dysfunction. <laughs> Well, and again, it's there, there's something really special um, about innocence and humility that comes through with that. And th- when we sit in that space, that's when we can really reflect about that. I'll say the God self within us with humility, with gratitude, uh, and again, that innocence, and that's powerful. But with that humility also, we can see the light in others. We can see that God force of them within them also um and so it's it ignites the field that otherwise wouldn't be when we make it all about ourselves we make it look what we can do look what i can see look what i can channel look what information i'm bringing in um it expands the field and it makes it a a co-manifestation a birthing of a new expansive field instead of a regurgitation and a co-creation that's based on commingling energies um, that aren't really expanding forward because they're missing that golden means. They're missing the why behind why we're doing all of this. Again, oh. it's in the expansion. It's in relationship. It's in love. Beautiful, John. I love. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. It's, again, I, I love the messages that are coming in through this. And Jill, you were bringing in. Um, these keys on sovereignty. And so I really want to make sure that we devote some time to that because what you're downloading, what you're sharing is, again, it's you're walking through what's coming up. You're, you're immersed and you're teaching as you're, as you're going through it. So everyone that's on the call, click on the special offer button. Uh, we're going to have Jill explain what these sovereignty keys are, um, how they're beneficial. And, and how we can implement them as we as we walk forward, all of us ourselves. And for the first 40 people who are interested and in, um, can book your session with Jill, there's private sessions available in Package B. Um, take advantage of that. The sessions of Jill are amazing. A lot of you are already purchasing, um, but there's still some left, so um, you may want to take advantage of those offers. So, again, click on the special offer button or go to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Jill 16, Jill in the number 16, and it'll lead you to the same special offer page. And Jill, if you'll take a few minutes and describe uh, what you put together for us, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So what my team, um, I love creating new material, by the way, for Beyond the Ordinary. Every time I come on, I love to offer something new that we haven't done before. Um, This audience, I feel, asks for it energetically. And I'm happy to deliver it because I like to do that too. So what my team was showing me is that, and it relates to this new game board, and I hadn't had that language until I was with you tonight and we started talking um, live in this experience, that it is about keys for a new game board. And the new game board is us being a truer, higher vibration, more expanded, creator level light in our human forms so i knew they were calling it keys and i knew that there would be 10 at least how oh, metatron just said at least 10 i wonder now it's throw, <laughs> Let's throw another one in there before before it's all said and done um but 
at first, it's, I just want to, for some reason, kind of peel back the curtain here. At first, I was calling them reawakening keys. Um, and that actually still fits in a lot of ways because it's like another level of awakening. It's, it's a whole, it's coming out of a cave that you'd gone into and had an amazing experience in, and then you come out and you're changed for the better for it, and then you're saying, now what, right? Now what in a good, excited way? Now what are we ready for? Now that we've done that, now what? So these 10 keys, what they, and I left it with, with, your, with your team as the reawakening keys for about a week or two, I think. And then I did a family vacation to Europe, and at some point, I think a day or two, maybe longer after I got back, or no, I was driving up to our vacation home in McCall. I was driving, and I was alone in my car, and my team said, you know, it's not really awakening as much as they are sovereignty keys, because that's what's been missing is the personal sovereignty and and individuals trusting their own light more than they had been previously because that's that's like a <laughs> that's a whole nother level of being mm-hmm. light in human form when we trust ourselves even when we don't know why we should even when we don't have evidence that that looks that looks right to our brains even when it looks totally different than everyone else, right? That was my experience. I I didn't know what this light was supposed to look like. I only knew my own. I didn't come into my gifts through this this world of all these cool teachers and teachings. I've never read A Course in Miracles even. So this fresh perspective that I help offer is that I already know you're the light of God. And these 10 sovereignty keys help us undo ourselves, help us un, un, undo any sort of uh, fragments that have us connected to the old game board while helping us seamlessly, but possibly awkwardly, uncomfortably, maybe a little bit, get to the new game board, the new platform of you standing in your sovereignty, not your former teacher's sovereignty, not somebody else's sovereignty, not somebody else that you've been impressed by and trusted with, your sovereignty, because that's why you incarnated, to be your light in this reality, not a reflection or a version or a caricature or a a process protocol of somebody else's. So let's go through the 10 steps really quickly. The first one, and they sound blunt and a little cheeky, uh, Metatron is saying by design. Okay, so key number one <laughs> is uh, clearing reconsidered. That one, I I love what came through in that one. That one is, it actually turned out to be about 37 minutes, and I love it. Uh, key number two is being in spirit, no longer trying. That one, coincidentally, is also 37 minutes, and I kind of like that. Key number three is financial discernment, putting the wallet away. That one is a big one, and that one is 18 minutes. Um, There could be some people that are upset with me on that one, but as our higher self, I know we're all celebrating. Key number four, and this one this one was long. It was 57 minutes, and the, what Jesus added on to the end in like 20 minutes, just literally, I'm still kind of reeling from in a good way. Key number four is reality check on spirit-based businesses. 
those who own them, those who want their own, those who are customers of them. It comes at it from all angles. And it relates to that system on the new game board that we're all creating. Keys, keys number five through ten, I don't have yet. <laughs> this is the this is the fun part. <laughs> My team was like, well, you know, you could get them done today, but why don't we unless simmer with the audience tonight with you and John, and then they'll be even better. So for whatever reason, you guys are going to have them posted immediately upon purchase. Keys number five through ten by end of day my time tomorrow, Wednesday. So I'm excited for what comes through here. But I know what they are. Key number five is embracing not knowing, a mind check. Key number six is teacher discernment, true assistance with your mastery. By the way, that one that Metatron is just showing me right now, that one will be beautifully oriented towards those that, that are kind of official teachers and those that are more in a, a student sort of role. Okay. Key number seven is spirituality, dot, 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 is not a job. It was never meant to be a job, so that I'm excited about that one. Uh, key number eight is everyone else, their sovereignty. And I'm excited about that one. I feel like it's good for us to have that reassurance, so I can't wait for that one. The Pleiadian Council and Mary Magdalene, I know, will be part of key number eight. Uh, key number nine is challenging human relationships. Honesty with dysfunction. Key number 10 is the most divine you now. How to make this happen now. So given what I know for keys one through four, I'm so excited about what we're doing. I feel like we've been ready for this longer than we may appreciate. But mm -hmm. it feels like a cold drink of water on a hot day. It's it's just like yes, finally, this is what this is what we need. This is what we want. This feels good. This is about our light, not someone else's. This is this is where we this is where we are. Yeah, that's cool. And then the special offer that includes the private session is an option, um, like John said, that's limited to, I think, 40. I don't know how, how many are already gone, but the pricing on that, you guys, is absolutely ridiculous good. Um, normally, especially for new clients, I charge, I think it's 380 USD for an hour session. I call it a soul activation session. And when I offer a special, um, a private session package through Beyond the Ordinary, I even let new clients come in at the current client rate, um, and it's a 30-minute sort of, uh, it does include the soul activation. You can upgrade to an hour if you want to, um, but what we can cover with you in a half hour because of your team's love for you and my taking my role seriously, we get I want to say we get shit done, <laughs> you know, like really, really good. <laughs> we do a lot of undoing that, that whatever, you know, whatever we're led to do and a lot of redoing and a lot of upgrades in that time and really helping us see the light we've always been, which is the, to me, that's just the obvious place to start. But anyway, um, so the private session package, you guys, the prices on these, I'm in a, I'm in a, a blessed situation. I don't need my business to pay my bills. Um, I'm blessed with a, a situation where my husband makes the vast majority of our income. 
and I that allows me to price things far lower than the value that you're getting. And I, I love that I'm able to do that. I feel very blessed that I'm able to do that. Yeah, this is wonderful. So again, package A, um, the sovereignty keys, uh, with the bonus Q&A, that, um, live Q&A that'll take place in August, uh, towards the end of August. It's $127. There's a two payment option on that. And then to get all the sovereignty keys plus the 30 minute session with Jill, um, it's $187. Two payment option on that as well. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a huge benefit, huge gift. And I highly recommend sessions of Jill. It's the information that comes through, um, the connection to your team, um, and how you feel them is phenomenal. So it's, again, mm, it's thank Jill's, you, Jill's work is so, oh, please. Yeah. You, you know, I'm a big fan. Um, and, and I reach out to you and when I really need some deep insight. So it's, <laughs> again, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Again, everyone on the call on the replay, Click on the special offer button. Uh, get your sovereignty keys. Um, those of you who are inclined to do so, take advantage of the um, private sessions because they will be gone quickly, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and, and you can get there again by clicking on the special offer button or by going to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Jill 16. Jill and the number 16. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Jill, so much I... is coming through. Oh, yeah, I feel it too. By the way, I am sorry that there's only 40 of that. I, I literally am going through something very interesting with my voice, and my team is doing a fabulous job um, assisting me with that. But it's a deal. I mean, when I speak for quite a long time, um, I, I'm just playing with a new way of working with my voice. I've never had any vocal training. I'm not like a journalist or anything like that. So it may be that I end up hiring a vocal coach or something because the vibration that's coming in right now it actually, it hurts, not pain, but I, it's hard to talk and I have to clear my throat all the time. It's very strange, but I've got it. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. I'm good. But, um, I, it felt right to just limit it to 40. I think it's wonderful. And again, the yeah. service that you give is, is phenomenal. So again, there's a special offer guys. Um, and Jill, I want to get into this, um, message about connecting with our team our way. Can we do that? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So there are a lot of popular techniques that people already know about for getting some confirmation or guidance from their teams, right? Whether it's an intuitive session with somebody like me or on a regular everyday basis. Um, you know those cards, like angel cards that people have? Those, oh, yeah. Let, let those be legit, you guys. Your team can work through anything when you do feel like you need that connection and if you don't feel like you're a natural spiritual messenger, right? And always be discerning though, right? The discernment is still in your hands. Even when you get a reading from somebody, do you agree Do you agree with what they've shared with you and do you want what they said to be true for you? That's your sovereignty in action right there. Some of us have been taught that, well, if they said it, they're the ones that are connected to God. So if they said it, it must be true. Not necessarily. They're offering you what they're getting. It's, again, like the quarterback. The receiver does not catch every ball the, re the quarterback throws. So let, let, let the balls go to the side if you, don't, if you don't want to catch it. So you get to decide. That's the sovereignty in action that some maybe weren't using and deploying before. 
as much as we are strongly encouraged right now. So um, angel cards, something like that is one way. Also, just literally using your everyday environment to be a way that, if you will, your team or Source Creator God can connect with you. Now, that doesn't mean that every message is a message from God, but when you feel like you are, your light is supported in this world, anything can be of service to you. Anything can be, if you will, a message of support or love or clarity, etc. I have so many examples of even my daughters, me just kind of sharing, you know, some, you know, whatever that, you know, oh, this, is, this, is, this isn't going the way I thought it would. And then just sparking these words of wisdom, right? Or a stranger at a grocery store or something. <clears throat> so source can work through anything and everything to prove to you the love and the support that's there. It doesn't have to even be somebody that's necessarily, quote-unquote, spiritually connected. So how do you connect? Oh, I love this. Your team is saying, let it be everything. Let mm. everything be a connection between you and God. Let it all be in support of you, even when it doesn't look that way. even when it doesn't look like how you would script it, that that love and that light, that connection is unbreakable. And on earth, earth is, is a place where we can forget that we're God, where we can feel disconnected from God even though we aren't. So there's a whole bunch of things in our lives that can look like, well, that's not a connection to God. That's not a connection to God. So the discernment's important for knowing that that love for you and that love for every everyone and everything else is always there, even in this reality when it doesn't look like it. So connecting with your team your way. Oh, I like how they're saying this. Um, let me just let them, them, yeah, them say this for us. When it comes to connecting with your team your way, some of you are still when you hear connection, you're still thinking messages. And again, we'd like to undo that and assist you in undoing that. Connection means love. It does not have to mean messages. It would be like your parent, a parent that you love, or for those of you that are, are parents, can you imagine your children saying, well, you're not saying you love me, so does that mean you don't love me? No, 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 honey, I, I love you. Yeah, but you're not saying it right now. <laughs> See what I mean? So right. your connection with your, with your family, those that, especially those that you really do get along with well, that love is on even when you're not saying you love them, even when you're not instructing them in ways to do things the best. I love this example, by the way. The love is there between you and your child if you're a parent or you and any loved one, whether you're saying it or not, whether you are offering advice or guidance or not, the love, the connection is the love. What sits on it can be a hug, a smile, the warmth of the sun, a message to consider, 
not a message to feed you like you're a baby bird getting the worm. Does the message, if there is a message, support you or not support you? Does it feel like a distraction? Then ignore it. Be the star receiver. Be sovereign. You decide what supports your light. Try on different things. What makes you feel more loved by God unconditionally? And what makes you feel more loving in a reality where it's very, very hard to be loving to everything and everyone? So create a system that works for you where you feel more empowered, empowered to receive love even when your mind is telling you you don't deserve it yet. You've got all those gold medals stuffed in that drawer because you don't think you're ready to wear them or display them because you haven't really earned them yet. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Ready to trust your ability to love others in a way that you may never even have known you could. By the way, on that one, I remember I was teaching a class several years ago. It was one of the first classes I taught. Um, And my team was like, who is the hardest person for you to love in this world, Jill? And immediately it was Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney would be the hardest person for you to love. right out. And it's amazing how often that example is like, yep, that'd be my favorite too. Of course, now we've we've got other stars that would fit in that well. Anyway, um, I was like, can I love Dick Cheney? And my team helped me unpack um, who he is and energetically and as his higher self. And what they showed me is that if I had a 10-minute conversation with Dick Cheney, I would actually be convinced that everything he's ever done, even the stuff that I hate that he did, that he was trying to do exactly the right thing with what he knew at the time. That he sincerely believed he was doing the right thing at the time. And once I, if you will, saw that, I was like, that's that's respectable. That doesn't mean I agree with him. That doesn't mean I would do it that way. And anyway, this part of me is like, no, you should have seen this other stuff. You were in this position of authority, et cetera. Anyway, that that everybody's trying to do the best they can with what they know. That gives me an on-ramp to loving others in this reality in a way that I didn't have before I had that notion. But it works. Simple little things like that work. And things like that help me more fully connect with my team. Because any time you can get closer to the vibration of how your higher self looks at this world, you're in a more sovereign, more direct alignment with the light of God that you are. But there's a lot of things that even very savvy, advanced uh, spiritual folks in, the, in our world uh, that they think is true, that is totally at odds with how, their higher, with how their higher self looks at things. And that's an automatic, um, if you will, kind of bend in the pipe of trying to get light from one end to the other. It doesn't work very well. So it's, I, I take pleasure in pointing those things out, not with an assumption that I'm right and they're wrong, but hey, you may want to try it this way. I think you're going to feel more loved by source with that little adjustment and you're going to feel more loving here and I'm pretty sure that's why you came. 
such a good message, Jill. Wow. Thanks, John. Yeah. <sighs> wow. I'm just, yeah, I'm just sitting with it and just taking it all in. It's, How is this inspiring you, Joe? How are you using like this information to inspire you as to what's what's coming up? I use it I love the clarity. I love the way I love the way that at least for me with myself considered considering knowing myself as a spiritual messenger, I love how clear the messages are. They're not obtuse, they're not tricky. They're not, I don't think they're confusing. They're logical. Um, I like that. And to me, the, the best sign of, of mastery is somebody that can simplify things in a way that makes sense to anybody. The overly complicated kind of gyrations and complicated formulas and things like that, I just kind of feel like we're better than that. Um, but, you know, that's me. I, I do believe that there's sort of a flavor of ice cream sort of situation here where some of us maybe like it complicated. It makes us, you know, maybe we're really smart and it feels kind of cool to be able to do complex, you know, um, nonlinear algebra and, and uh, differential equations and, you know, econometric analysis, which I actually know how to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually do know how to do that. Um, but this ability that it inspires me because the the more relatable, the more clear I feel it, I'm like, oh, like that would make sense to somebody who doesn't even know what we're doing here. That I mean, right. like that would be like, oh, if, as long as we get the words right and we can translate. So I wouldn't say uh, God in the say. I probably use the word the Holy Spirit if I were talking with somebody that's more of a traditional Christian. I feel like they'd be right there. So that inspires yeah. me because I want it to be easy. I want it to be, oh, this feels so good. What inspires me is I want it to be as easy as possible to feel the love of God that I know is real. I want that more than anything. Mm. And it just, you know, it's, it's dismaying, it can be frustrating, it's sad that humans have just gotten so confused about all that. It, it breaks my heart and pisses me off all at the same time. So when I see all these things that are just a beautiful, so savvy group like this puts in the way of us feeling like we do deserve all those gold medals, damn, that just sucks. I want to I want to take time to go through every little thing. And if I have enough time, I I hope I do. Go through every little thing that we put between us and knowing how absolutely glorious that we are. Even when we can't see it, even when we are just sure that we screwed up, even when we are just sure that God should be pissed at us. Nope, <laughs> not true. Mm. So that's what, that literally is what inspires me. We are amazing humans. We are amazing versions of ourselves. 
when we know how loved we are. We're more caring, we're more compassionate, we're more discerning because we can feel when somebody else maybe doesn't feel as loved by God, so they're a little twisted, right? A little distorted, a little acting out of anger, right? A little confused, a little non-trustworthy, a little narcissistic, whatever. We can be more discerning because we have a better uh, metric of what love is, real love. So these distorted versions of love were like, oh, yeah, I'd rather not develop a relationship with that person, either romantically or friendship-wise or professionally, whatever, because we can see that they're acting in an energy pattern that is a little off or 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 way off, Metatron just said, or way off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You, there's, it's so I just love you so much, brother, because there are so many ways that, and this happens, I think, every time we speak, that I'm just on this role. I'm on this role of the messenger, and you ask me this question, and I just melt in this soft, just gooey, angelic vibration of, of it's really all about the love. <laughs> just, I so appreciate you <laughs> that you do yeah. that for me. You. <laughs> well, and I think, and I think that's truly the invitation that we're all walking into. It. I, I think our biggest yearning is, is to express that level of love that we have within us. Um, yeah. It's not about receiving. It's, it's about how we can, how we know that it amplifies mm. everything around us, and it's, it's unselfish, but at the same time, it's reciprocal. And it fulfills you at the same time. So it's this beautiful exchange that yeah. keeps giving and keeps growing and keeps expanding and keeps shining light. And in that, the distortions, the fears, the chaos, the confusion, um, it doesn't have space. And that's, that's I think, good. at our deepest, what we yearn for. I think that is our 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 biggest suffering is the awareness of how big our light is and that we're not amplifying it as as, as luminously as we can. Um, oh, and that's what we're hoping to, to bring to us. Oh, my God. Oh, and the master communicator that I know you as, the way you just put that phrase, I, I want to go back and listen to that and write it down. It was so poetic mm. and perfect. Yeah, really nice job, John. Oh, well, thank you. And, and again, it's inspired through this um, cohesion of energy that you're bringing in. Again, these sovereignty keys, this this awareness about stepping into ourselves and our sovereignty and what we're here um, to experience for ourselves as we decide to share that with others. It's it's just so beautiful. So th this has been phenomenal. It's been such a great call. Everybody listening, it's, the replay will go out a little bit later this evening. And, of course, the special offer would be sovereignty keys with the bonus Q&A at the end of August. And then for the first 40 lucky people um, who can purchase sessions of Jill, um, that's available as well, all through the special offer page. And I have an update, Jill, and I want to apologize for anyone who's been um, trying to purchase online. I just received a text message from my team that our gateway, authorize.net, um, which is huge. They have a huge, like, they handle millions and millions and millions of vendors. They have a system-wide outage. Um, they're working on getting it back up. So if you're interested in the special offer, Sessions of Jill in the Sovereignty Keys, um, be a little patient. You know where to find the special offer. Um, the second that we have the 
authorize that NIP back up. We'll send that a link to let you know, but keep trying. Um, and, and get on a special offer. And my apologies. I wish that we can do, do something about that, um, payment gateway, but unfortunately it's out of our hands. Um, but this again, I'm hoping. That's good. Oh, go ahead, this, is the power, this is a powerful group. Let's all just imagine that whatever clicks and zeros and ones need to happen for their, for their gateway, even for their business and their, and all the different, you're right. That's a huge credit card processing and payment processing system that's global. So the fact that they're down, that's that's serious. So sending, I'm sending love to all the different techs that are probably freaking out, trying like, oh my god, and supervisors breathing down their necks, trying to, you got to get this fixed, you got to get this fixed. That they just feel their own, their own sovereignty, their own giftedness, their own natural ability as coders and engineers and support techs. That they just fix, they identify the problem and maybe even make it better than it was before. Mm, yep, I agree. I agree. So, again, thank you, everybody, for your patience. Thank you for adding your energy uh, to making it more powerful and congruent than before. Um, yeah. And, and we'll trust the process. John, I'd like to add, for those that are going to do the package with the private session, it's, it's good for you to know to be patient. Um, there, my, I'm very uh, – I like my free time. And I do have time for other projects I'm working on, so I don't work 40 hours a week doing private sessions. So I'm not one of those people that, that you should you should not rely on me as a reader that's going to tell you what to do for a job interview on September 8th coming up in six weeks, right? Because you may not meet with me until February. So it's important to know that that's I, I do answer questions like that, but the readings that I do are much more about helping you connect energetically with your soulfulness. And I can assure you, your soulfulness is not freaked out about a job interview on September 8th. Right. So mm-hmm. when it happens, it'll happen. At ex- when If you're going to book a session with me through the package, it will happen, I, and it happens so many times. People said, you know, I, it seems like forever I've had to wait to meet with you, but it feels, it felt perfect that it happened today. That happens all the time. Uh, it's quite interesting. Um, yeah. Cool. And what's wonderful also, the replay, of course, is going to be up. So come back and listen to the replay again. We'll send you a link out for that in an email. But, again, you can always access replays by going to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash replay. Um, yeah, it's been such a great call. The, the five steps, those five, the, that list was amazing. I'm going to go back and listen to that as well. Um, and the energy on this call and Metatron and the guides coming in, Jesus speaking, it's like, it's, ah, I just love it. I love what comes through. Um, so, so phenomenal. Everyone on the call, thank all of y'all, um, for your energy, your love, for you stepping up and acknowledging who you are. There's, even if you don't think that you are just by, being part of Joe's community by listening to these calls on the, on the ordinary, you know, there's something available to you. You know, you have access to something that's not of the distorted version that would have you believe that you're small. And, and mm-hmm. just the acknowledgement of that speaks volumes of what's open within you and the curiosity and to get that sense of wonder and awe about yourself. Uh, that wants to get to know yourself even better, and, and rightfully so. So it's it's so beautiful. So come back and listen to the replay. Again, the special offers there. Jill, you're amazing. It's always so much fun 
um, and so enlightening to be on these calls with you. Thank you for what you do and how you do it and your, your deep you're love welcome. and friendship. I love you too, John, my soul brother in so many ways. And I'll see everybody at the live call for on August 26th for the Sovereignty Keys. And even if you don't do the special offer package, the Sovereignty Keys, you guys let your team speak directly to you through those 10 keys. It, it's worth it. It'll be a treat you give yourself. I can't believe what we're all doing with this material. I can't wait. And, John, thank you again. I love our time together on BTO. Oh, I love it, too. Again, everyone, thank you all. Sending you a huge hug, all my love, and look forward to seeing you in the next call. Have a great day.